There we go. Hey, you might hear me crunching. Hello. You might hear me slurping. You may hear me making. (laughs) Yes. You may hear me snotting. It's fine. (laughs) Everything is going to be all right. Welcome back to a new episode of Bloody Babbles. with us for a long time even from the beginning and we cannot say thank you enough and I know a lot of you have been asking a lot lately how do you make your own podcast well it's simple I use anchor Anchor anchor.fm which is the website or there is an app or you can go on your computer whatever you want to do it's the easiest way Um, it is run through Spotify so that is one of the first uh, platforms that you'll be able to distribute your podcast out onto and there's lots of different it'll stream to at least I think 10 different platforms or more um, I'm going to give you a quick rundown about how it works anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer so no matter where your setup is like you can start creating today today and tell me what your podcast name is because you know I'm gonna listen Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. I know a lot of you have been asking for video. Don't worry, I'm working on it. With Anchor, creators can earn money, yes, yes, you heard that right, in a variety of ways, including ads like this one and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. That's what sold me even though it didn't have to sell me because it's free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Happy listening. Thank you, Babylonians, for I tuning in. I love it so much. I say it every time, but I think it's great. Let's get to the main thing. Let's let them know we've oh. been saying the wrong thing. Oh, okay. So our beautiful, wonderful artist, amazing human that mm-hmm. we've shared a bunch. I've shared it on my personal page. I need to share some of her stuff in our Facebook group. Yes. Um, Mandy, she's a freaking phantasmic artist out of Canada. Right, phantasmic means you see your drawings, orgasm immediately. Yeah, instagasm. It's an insta eyegasm, Mm -hmm. and you're welcome. But I've been saying her page wrong, and she wrote me this lovely note because I got some of her art. I'll have to post it whenever I get it on my walls because now I've got things to hang up. Now I just got to get frames. But it's Wildling Wonders Art. Wonders Wildling Art? Uh Uh-oh. There I go. I'm Wildlings already. Wildling Wonder Art. Wildling. Wild, it's Wildling, and that's what I kept saying wrong. Um, because I'm a hot mess. Wildling. Stop. I don't know how to work my fingers. I don't know how to work. Wilding Wonders Art. Wildling. See? I said mm-hmm. it again. Wildling Wonders Art. Do it. Do it. Say it right. Say so, your else. Oh, Say your else. Wildlings. <laughs> oh. But yes, she's amazing. She's thank been you going- for the art. Thank yes, you so, thank you so much. Yes, I love kept Raven. most of it because I'm selfish. <laughs> but no, um, Kelly has a piece. Shauna has pieces. And yeah, it's pretty, it's amazing. It's 
Oh, okay, now that we're all um, fixed, I had to host one then. Um, yeah, my mom was having a crisis with her computer, but I can't fix it because I'm at my house. So this is going to be a little bit of a different episode. It's going to be, it's not um, true crime related today, but um, I don't think it was last week. I think it was the week before. Me and Jana had talked about the Titanic and how I'm like uh, borderline uh, obsessed. Dad? No, I'm definitely obsessed. Mm -hmm. I've people like talk about, oh my god, I've seen my favorite movie like 30 times. I'm like, no, legit. I'm pretty sure it's been over a million, and I know that sounds uh, erratic, but when I was five years old, my parents literally bought me a TV and VCR because those are a thing. If you're under 18 and you don't know what a VCR is, um, I'm so sorry. Yeah, but um, a VCR is a thing that would pay these things called videotapes and VHS tapes <laughs> and um yeah it was great zabra if you want something to drink you can have something too babe my daughter's here ladies and gentlemen my niece niece is here to entertain my son what do you need zip oh just put it in the trash i'm going to edit that out <laughs> i don't i don't <laughs> yes. and then you're not gonna know what i don't do <laughs> yes my love did you got orange pop? Yeah. Did, did you tell Bree thank you? Thank you. I hope you heard that because this link is on the cutest. But yes, um, so yeah, borderline obsessed. Yeah, I got a TV when I was five because I was obsessed with the film. And like I said, I feel if you believe in past live things, I'm pretty sure I was on it. Like I said, my friend was very spiritually inclined at a journey, came up with the name Wendy Marie, looked up names of people who died on the ship. You found it. one of your sodas. Sorry. Yeah, that's fine. Sabre, you want one of her sodas? You can have one of my pops if you want. Okay. I have a whole case. Every time I go to Walmart, I buy another one. If I find it. Dr. Peppergreen Soda, sponsor me. Because <laughs> I have a really unhealthy addiction. Better yet, donate to our Patreon so I can just go buy more, guys. Thanks. Hey, thanks. Hey, thanks. Bye. Um, yeah, Titanic. It's always, it's been my favorite movie. I have a quote tattooed on my foot. I have the heart of the ocean, obviously not the real one because that'd be stupid, but I do have a replica. I don't think it'd be stupid. I know. Uh, it'd be epic. Yeah. And it would be expensive and oh, yeah. I'd be like, no, I'm going to sell it. Um, cause I like money. <laughs> Just no, actually no. If I owned it, oh girl. And they, well, in 2022, they're launching Titanic too. They built the same exact ship wow. to go on the same exact path. And guess who's crazy enough to do it? Me. But I'm poor. And I can't afford a $10,000 ticket. Do you know, if I want Toledo, I think it's it's something. It's at range. That is it's a, And even to go down to the actual Titanic to like visit the ruins that will probably be gone in the next 10 years, maybe less. Because it's being eaten by the bacteria, deteriorating into nothing. <sighs> But I mean, I get it. I mean, the ocean does that for us. Yeah, so. it's been, you know, it's 2020, so 108 years. Oh, that's how long the Cubs were without a World Series win. Hey. <laughs> but we just clinched for the National League Championship. So, woo! Hey, pumped. Hey. So pumped. But yes, so this one's going to be, these are 41. This is an article I found online. So this isn't. This is still a little bit murdery. Maybe, I don't know if it's murdery. It's more historical fun. Okay, so just so now historical hey, babbles. You can allow your children to listen to this kind of. Yeah, okay. I'll try not to curse. I mean, there's children well, in exactly. present, yeah. but yeah. we're not. There are parents, I guess, that kind of cuss a lot. Allow the words to fly Let your, out of our mouths. Just let not your children. Flag fly. <laughs> <laughs> so this is an article I found, and it was actually interesting because it was things I I 
hadn't learned about, like, I have um, a Time magazine when it was in 2012, when it was the 100-year anniversary. Yeah, April 15, 1912. Never forget. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, this was 41 secrets you never knew about the Titanic and the people aboard it. I so love it's a little secrets. Yeah, it's and it was like I learned new things. Like I've done some deep dive. Like as I got older, like history about it, understanding the you know the ship, and obviously you know they Hollywoodized it, James Cameron. But I think he did a phenomenal job, and I absolutely. I mean, it won what eleven? It was eleven Oscars, and the costumes and Kate Winslet and Leo DiCaprio donate to our Patreon. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I'm going to tweet them and be like, hey, you should listen to this episode and see what you guys think. Like, but no, I just, I, I loved the movie. And there was actual, um, in some of the articles that I've read and stuff that I researched over the course of my 27 years of life, mm-hmm. well, it'd be 22 years because that's when I became obsessed when I was five. And um, the there was actual, like, similar. Sorry, I'm going to post this. It's going to be a picture of us um, doing a podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, and I'm in our bloody Bibles t-shirt. Hey, we have t-shirts and we're working on putting together an order so we can order all some t-shirts. So if you want one, email or comment or do something and let me know what size you want and I will get the pricing to everybody ASAP as possible. Okay. So, Another reason to donate to our Patreon. slash bloody Bibles podcast. Yes. But yes. Um, I forgot what I was talking about. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, nope. It was about the Titanic, but then we segue because this is what we do here. This is a big babbling episode. Less bloody, more babble, which is fine. But yeah, uh, well, we'll just get right into it. If it comes back to me, and first I circulate back around to what I was talking about. Oh, that um, on the ship there was actual like there was like little love affairs here and there between like first class and third class oh, people. Like there was, sense. and there was. I can't remember um, exactly, or if it's completely factual, but there, it was speculation that there was someone on the ship named Jay Dawson, which, cause, um, Leo's Ooh. character was Jack Dawson in the movie. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so, no roses, though. Rose, no rose. That's hey, far as the middle name. Oh, hey. Hey, girl. R.I.P. Probably the last known person who was on it. Um, she recently passed away, and I, they, um, and the, like she died when she's like 104 or something like that. She lived. Oh. A, I think she was two months old when she was on the ship. Two months or two years. That's a very big difference. I'm not brushed up on my facts completely, but I, I in the last few years of her life, um, Leo and Rose and people from the film like helped her out, like in financial situations. I think they maybe even paid for her service, which I think that's pretty freaking rad. Heck yeah, it is. So. Yes. Um, we're just going to jump into this um, What this story I found. I love it. Yeah, do it. So it sank, like I said, April 15, 1912, 108 years ago. Um, it was discovered almost 35 years ago on September 1st, 1985. So that wasn't that long ago, actually, either. Because um, there was a lot of speculation that the ship... Like, there's just a lot of conspiracy theories that go hand-in-hand with stuff like that, like... Um, a lot of people didn't believe it broke in two, which it did. Um, I remember Phil told me about a documentary he watched and I, for the life of me, could not find it. But it was, it literally, like, shows how it, like, broke and how it separated. And I think it's, like, almost a mile apart. 
Oh, so like the floor. serious science behind it. Yes. What, what Hardcore science. Like there was like speculation. They're like, it didn't even split in half and blah, blah, blah. But like once they found the ruins, they're like, oh, okay, well, we were wrong. Because <laughs> that's in half in two different pieces. Um. Okay, so and then, yep. So it says, from a cellist who wasn't officially declared dead until 2000 to the divorces that the sinking ended up causing, the Titanic affected the world in a multitude of unexpected ways. And then, yep, that was that. On April 15th, 1912, at 2.20 a.m., which was what was deemed one of the most luxurious and safe ships ever built. I'm like, okay, that's one of the things that I, like, I realized when they talked about the Titanic, and they're like, oh, it's unsinkable. I'm like, I feel like that's automatic. That's like an instant jinx. Yes. Like, you're, like, jinxing it. Like, right. you say it's unsinkable, sure, but I'm like, anything can be sinkable. Clearly. Because yes. it did. Oh, my mom got it to work. Good job. Proud of her. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah. Hit an iceberg and sank to the... Sank off the coast of Newfoundland, taking more than 1,500 lives. That's one of my... I'm probably going to quote the movie a lot because I literally know it almost pretty Do much it. verbatim. It. But it's just like um, when she's when Rose is talking about uh, going into the water and she's just like 1,500 um, 1, people went into the sea that day and only six were saved. Six. Like, oh. Those numbers aren't, like, I don't think, exactly factual. I think there was actually more. Um then they let on because, like they said, not enough lifeboats, all these crazy things. Right. Yeah. yeah. Not enough room on that. Not enough wood. room. Yeah. On the door. Thing. Yeah. yeah. There, there's a debate that can start. <laughs> she, they both would have fit. But you know what? It wasn't in the script. <laughs> I, like, it, it was meant to And happen. I guess the director, the whatever, mm -hmm. he just wanted to make women cry. Like, because he, he knew yes. how they were super fans of DiCaprio. <laughs> you know what? My five-year-old self. Every single time I'd watch it, which was every day, which is why my parents bought me, because I had the two, it was on two VHS tapes, because it didn't, the, the DVDs even couldn't fit the whole movie, because of extras and all that, so it's it's split into two DVDs as well, but every time she would go, and she'd be like, I'll never let go, Jack, I'll never let go, and then she kisses his hand, and then she lets him go, and my five-year-old self was like, the hell? Yeah, like, that makes no sense. I was like, oh, why is she letting him go? <laughs> Why didn't she say that then? Yeah, I've never let go in my heart. It wasn't in the script either. And a, a five-year-old me was pissed. Still mad. I'm fine. But, um, yeah, world's largest passenger ship at the time. It was on its voyage, headed from Southampton, England, to New York City. It was an Irish-built ship. And I remember one guy shared, like, a picture of the ship. And then um, he's just like, uh, my grandfather was one of the <laughs> one of the men who held the ship, and someone comments underneath, well, he didn't do a very good job. <laughs> that's one of my favorite memes. I'm like, oh my god, that's great. Um, so the remains of the ship were found by Dr. Robert Ballard and scientist John Lewis M Michael or Jean Lewis Michel. I don't know. I, like I don't. Um, yep. Yep inspired a myriad of movies, books, and articles, and it has secrets and little-known facts that might surprise you. I don't know how they figured this out, but I mean, there was a lot documented with it. I got this pretty cool box. I don't know if I still have it. I'm sure I do somewhere. But it had, like, it had, like, an actual third-class passenger, like, replica 
I'll have to fig I'll have to figure it out whenever we're done recording. Oh, I'm just like surrounded in neon lights and arrows pointing at it that say, "Look at this in your house." Like, yeah. <laughs> well, wait till I have my when I buy a house, yeah. I'm gonna have just a Titanic room yeah. because I'm a mess. So keep reading to remember the Titanic and those on board and on board on board not on board. Learn more about those affected by the tragedy. So there was an actress who was on board. Her name was Dorothy Gibson. And she survived, and she starred in a film called Saved from the Titanic, which was released just one month after the ship sank. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, I need to find this film. I don't know. Um, upon, uh, upon. So how was it released one month after? So she recorded pre-Titanic taking voyage? She go, it says, upon arriving in New York City unscathed, she immediately began filming Saved from the Titanic. The first film to depict the events of sinking is released in May 1912. So that was literally a month. Get it together. A month after the crash. She is famous for wearing the same clothes and shoes in the movie as she had worn during the actual sinking. Oh, that's just crazy to, to make a film. First of all, come up with a script in any of that. No, I am dumb, and I remember reading this now. While the film was successful, it only exists in memories now. Shout out to the film right there. Because, no. okay, that's another thing. But it says the only print of the film was destroyed in a fire. What a bummer. Yeah, I am sad. But, yeah, it says it only exists in memories now. It, now. Okay, now. I'm fine. I'm too excited because there's a part in the movie where um, Rose is, like, sitting there reminiscing about Jack, this first love that she had because she didn't marry Cal, who was a nightmare. Um, if you haven't seen the movie, spoiler alert, pause the damn <laughs> podcast and go watch a two-hour film and then come back. Hey, yeah, it's two hours is nothing nowadays with our binging. It's yeah, I fine. know. Exactly. But, uh, but she's, like, she's like, I don't even... She's like, I don't even have a picture of him. He exists now, only in my memories. Ouch. I love it. I love Gloria Stewart. R.I.P. She's passed now, too. Phenomenal actress. Um, next one. Another survivor, Lawrence Beasley. I know. It makes me think of Pam Beasley because I love The Office. Almost as much as The Titanic, but not quite that much. But anyways, tried to crash the filming of the 1958 film A Night to Remember because he wanted to symbolically go down with the ship. Um, she wants to know she should let the dogs in. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's because I think my neighbor's home. Um, according to IMDb, Beasley was on the set of A Night to Remember, which is another... There's so many different films and books and stuff that were um, made about this because it was a giant part of history. It's going to get really loud, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, because my doggies are running in the house. Hello, furry babies! Which, um, A Night to Remember is considered the most accurate of all Titanic films. He allegedly tried to jump into the scene depicting the ship sinking in order to symbolically go down with the ship. Legend has it that director Roy Ward Baker refused as it would have been a union violation and could have halted filming. Beasley was a survivor from the second class and wrote a memoir about his experience entitled The Loss of the SS Titanic. So, yeah. So that's kind of... It's kind of sad. Yeah. A little heartbreaking. But, okay. Next one. The 700 third class passengers had to share two bathtubs. Seven, oh, wow. Hey, girls. Simmer down. Hey. Obnoxious noise is brought to you by Shiva and Zoe, the worst of the worst. But anyways, even though by all accounts the third class accommodations on the Titanic were much better than those on an average ship, they were still pretty rough. The total number of third class passengers ranked 
Arlo, stop, please. Yeah! That's my child. The total of, yeah, third class yeah! passengers ranged from 700 to 1,000, and they all had to share two bathtubs. Wow. So I always think about how they're like, um, I like how in the, you know, in the film, because obviously I'm going to reference that less little time. Um, yeah. okay, girls, for the love of poop, go away. Yeah, I said for the love of poop, deal with it. She was like, I'd like to speak now. I'm very <laughs> upset that Zoe touched me and breathed in my direction, and now Can I'm pissed. Can I keep my ring on my finger? Thank you. But, um, I remember, oh no, now, the, now I'm going to forget character names. Um, because it's Jack and his friend Fabrizio, and then they meet this other guy who's from actually from Ireland. And um, when the sh ship and the water's like going down and it's starting to go through, and everybody's waking up and panicking, and he's like, "If this is the way the rats are going, that's, that's the way I'm going." Right, right. So it just that's kind of just like kind of reminded everyone, like, "Oh, this is why we're down here," kind of thing. It's a little nudge, but not too rude, I guess. But anyways, um, on to the next one. Shiva Renee. Why are you nipping at me? She's so, I'm so excited. She wants to bite my ring off. She's Funny. so much. I wonder if she's teething. Are you teething? I mean, she's I over a year old. She's still a puppet. She's so pretty. One of the ship's musicians wasn't officially declared dead until the year 2000. What? Yeah. So you just... Ow. Oh, I know this one doesn't have any info. Ugh. What? I'm about to pull this up on online right now. Shishi. <laughs> yeah, I know I read about it. Like, when I print it off, sometimes it, like, cuts it off. Insane. Okay, pulled up the internet thingy. Yeah, internet news. Internet. Well, it's the same article, but it's just online. Arlo, chill out. Okay, so... Uh, the ship's musician, yeah, wasn't declared dead until 2000, so 20 years ago. His name was, oh boy, Roger Bracou, Bracou, B-R-I-C-O-U-X, Bracou. Okay. He was the Titanic cello player and just 21 years old when he perished during the ship's sinking. I'm so young. And it's, and it's sitting here showing a film, or a still from all of the musicians that were in the movie and none of them are 21 years old. <laughs> They're all like 30 plus. Kind of like movie grease. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excellent film. But um, Burko was an I'm going to say Berku, because that sounds better, wasn't officially declared dead until 2000, though all the musicians died on April 15, 1912. The French army even called him a deserter when he failed to show up to serve in World War I. The oh. Association Francois? Francois? Okay. Okay. Yep, that's not right. Do Titanic. French Association of the Titanic worked to clear his name and officially put Berko to rest but didn't succeed until 88 years after the Titanic. Well, I'm glad so, you didn't, it wasn't a failed it's right. back to so many so many like decades later, but like they didn't he's resting in peace. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Wait, where's this picture? Hello? Okay. So um I'm going to just keep reading this. Okay. I mean, if it matches up, it doesn't. Oh, whatever. You're just learning more, maybe more than 41 facts. It's fine. 
So um, the ship's band played music right until the very end to try and calm passengers. So that was accurate. Because I remember in the movie they say, Arlo, quiet, please. Um, Mr. J. Wesley Woodward. Woodward. He's the cellist. But um, they've been called heroes and apparently played music for more than two hours after hitting the iceberg. Yeah, in the movie, he's just like, I'm going to keep playing to keep warm. Like, I mean, you're in the ocean. It's cold. It's freezing. And that's a bit of a distraction okay. as you're doing it, too. Plus, yeah. yes, you're doing it for other people. But if you're focused on your music and just playing and, yeah. and having it together, it's a little unit, unity yeah. moment. Yeah. It makes it less scary to realize that your life is probably about to end, which is just crazy. Yeah. Bad and crazy. But okay. So, yep. Now it's adding up. Act hey, that yeah. one. Delicious. Oh, it's because... Because Zoe is uh, mad because Shiva is eating her food that she did not finish. Girls, you're about to go back outside. <laughs> you want to put him outside? Go put him outside. Go outside? Come on. <laughs> All right. Next one. So, they go fight outside. But you're so territorial. It's annoying. So, ship's lookout. Oh, this is this is the what you told in the one story. What did I tell? The history wild now. Yeah, yeah. Um, the ship's lookouts had to rely on their eyesight alone. The ship's binoculars were locked inside a cabinet that no one could find the key to. Right. <laughs> it was like little things like that, like that. Just wow, well, what a change in history. Yeah, just, like three days before. Okay, before we get into them. Um, relying on eyesight only because that's not um historically correct in the film because they had binoculars in the film. Mm -hmm. yeah because they he sees it and he starts ringing the bell what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i wish you guys so my niece was pushing my son and he had his eyes closed and his tongue sticking out she was just pushing him across my that's my arlo is a drama noodle okay okay quiet guys but um yeah, but in the yeah they have the binoculars in the film, but that's not uh, historically correct according to Chana and Naomi, um, and these websites. <laughs> so we're just telling you these details. That is great. Guys, the ship's lookouts Frederick Fleet and Reginald Lee didn't have access to binoculars during their journey and therefore couldn't see very far. The ship's second officer was replaced at the last minute and forgot to hand off the key to the locker that housed the ship's binoculars. The key resurfaced at an auction in 2010 where it was sold for over $130,000. Wow. I would, if I had the money, I would be that person. Especially, I mean, one uh, yeah, is the me. Titanic. Hello? Yeah, okay. <laughs> not, not even with, okay. If I was as fascinated with the Titanic as you hands down but i do kind of have a weird thing with keys i don't know why but especially like older keys are you yes. kidding me like something like skeleton keys mm -hmm. Michelle. Oh, 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 oh. just leave the dogs outside it's be... okay they can bark guys yeah they're fine sorry audience that was pretty loud if anything i'll just i'll just be doing a lot of editing <laughs> the next 24 hours but um okay so it is likely that the crew didn't spot the it is likely that the crew didn't spot the iceberg in time because they didn't have binoculars. Um, according to the official 1912 inquiry findings, only 37 seconds elapsed between actually seeing the iceberg, calling downstairs, and deciding what course of action to take. 
37 seconds. Oh my gosh. She, what is, is he holding that with his mouth? What is no, happening? I said on my shirt. Oh my gosh, she's trying. <laughs> I'm not even going to say what's happening right now. My child is pretending to be a puppy. <laughs> he won't get up. <laughs> he won't get up. <laughs> my niece has to drag him across the floor. Are you a puppy? You're an Arlo. Oh, okay. my bad. Sorry. Okay. At the memorial of Frederick Fleet, who was one of the lookouts. Um, oh, this is kind of dark. Okay, guys. Guys, can you please keep it in the other room? Thank yeah. you. Goodbye. Okay, thanks. Bye. Mommy, breathe. <laughs> but okay, this is this is it's fucked up. Okay. At the memorial, Frederick Fleet, which was one of the lookouts, a prankster left a pair of binoculars with a note reading, "Sorry for bringing these a hundred years too late." Ew. How sickening is that? Sickening. Ew. I don't like it. Fleet was the lookout who called out the non the now famous words, "Iceberg right ahead." Oh, he survived the sinking, but tragically went on to die by suicide in 1965 oh, ah! after the death of his wife. Oh, well, survivor's guilt stuff. Survivor's guilt, broken heart, sad. Oh, pain in my eyebrows because of the sadness. Yeah. It's <laughs> oh, just like the, on the centennial. Yeah. It was on, on the, the centennial. <laughs> centennial. <laughs> On the centennial anniversary of the sinking, a prankster removed a remove. Okay, they went even as far as to remove the memorial wreath from his gravestone and replaced it with the binoculars. That's sick. I don't. I hope that person like got hit by a bus. God. It was plagued by tragedy from the start. Eight people alone died during the ship's construction. Yeah. Um, while it was being built, there's a si it had a sister ship named the Olympic, which was under construction in Belfast, Northern you, England, Ireland. Crazy, wow, crazy. Okay, so here's a crazy, crazy, crazy theory. So, eight people died making it. Yep. And let's... I know it says six people, but what if it's truly eight people survived? That were pulled from the ocean? Dun, dun, dun. Like, just being like, I'm going to do this, and then, I don't know. It sounded better in my head before you. I tried to use my tongue to make words. But, so, okay. Eight men died during the construction <laughs> of the ship, but only five of the names are known. Samuel Scott, John Kelly, William Clark, James Dobbin, and Robert Murphy. A plaque memorializing the eight men in Belfast was unveiled in 2012. Aww. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Never going to talk about John Jacob Master. The fourth, who was, he was the richest man aboard. So that was um, historically correct okay. that he was the richest man on the ship. It was widely to believe to have been the richest man in the world at the time of his death. So not only on the ship, but in the whole damn world. And excuse me, the guy who actually, they have a picture of him right here. And he's got a, he had a fantastic mustache in the movie. Can I, can I see? Hey, I don't know what's happening, but that's oh. him. Oh, he's hot. He's and the way he's portrayed in the film, I can't remember who portrays him in the movie, but I feel like he was casted very well because he was just uh, perfect. Is he a cockmaster though? Like, is he? Is I he, mean, his his wife was like super young. Okay, makes sense. Money, money. She was pregnant in the movie. I don't know if she was actually pregnant on the ship. 
but because that was one of the scenes that Rose is just like, that's John Jacob Astor. He's the richest man on the ship. And he's like, his little wifey there, Madeline, is my age. And she, see, <laughs> I know my movie. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and, um, but it's my age. And, well, I, it's said that she's 19. Rose is 19 on the ship. So this Madeline is 19. And she's clearly pregnant. She's like trying to disguise it the way she like no. uses her hand motions. So they didn't want her to know. Um, okay. He was worth an estimated 150 million, which then? is then, but today is 3.5 billion in today's dollars. Bunny. What um, did he do? Do we know? Oh, I do know. Um, but he was on the ship returning home from a month-long honeymoon with his new wife, Madeline Talmage Force, who, I was wrong, at 18 years old, was 28 years younger than him. The extended honeymoon was a, actually a way to escape society's gossip. Astor had just been divorced within two years of his new marriage, which was relatively unheard of back then. His body was one of the few that was recovered in the Atlantic Ocean after the ship went down. Among other possessions, he was found with $2,440 in his pocket, which would be $60,000 today. I just keep that in my back pocket. It's fine. It's fine. Donate to ship. our Patreon so we can do that. <laughs> I don't know. That's... I could never. I like. I get stressed out when I go like um, have because when I pay cash to go get my money order and taking just my rent payment yeah. to my landlord's house, I'm like, I'm stressed. I don't like carrying that much money with me, but I always carry cash. Because okay, my I'm trying to think like on always... ship. So like, how much money did he think he just needed on the? T- I mean, because who knows how much other money maybe he left in the room? Maybe yeah, I don't know. There's a little nap point. Hello there. there. Hi. Um, did you get him? Dang it! I don't okay. think I did. Um, Hello. Sorry for you nap lovers out there. We didn't kill it. It's nasty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, oh wait, do I have drums on here? <laughs> yeah, the sound machine's back. You're welcome. My son kept taking it from me, so I had to go get it. Well, I, I, okay. So my thought is, it's, things weren't as expensive then, so that's 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 quite a lot of. Ki- well, okay, yeah, just to be back from a honeymoon, though. Okay. Yes and no. I just don't know how I feel about unless he thought, okay, I, I I'm going to getting off this ship, so he put all of his money in his wallet. That would make more sense, right? Because I'm going to get off this. I'm going to survive this, and then lo and behold, he did it. That's probably what weighed him down. <gasps> oh snaps! Dang it. Um. Okay. So, um, he was an American businessman, real estate developer, investor, inventor, writer, lieutenant colonel in the Spanish American War, and a prominent member of the Astor family. I wanted to know what he did. So he was just a businessman. Wow. Probably smart as heck. Oh, I'm going to hope that he was a um, good guy. Smart. And the whole money didn't just go to his head. But I don't know. Oh. I want to jump to conclusions about people like I did a little bit ago. Um, well, um, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not. But she did. Um, his wife survived. Madeline survived. Oh. So And th- they do have one child. Don Jacob Astor the sixth. And then she ended up, apparently went on to marry someone else because she has two other children named John and William Dick. So she named them, she has two children named John? John Jacob, yep, and John Henry. Oh. Okay. Live your life, girl. I mean, or I, 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 I say ill because to me that just makes zero sense, but okay. Well, that's like all, what, isn't it like George Foreman who named all of his kids George? I didn't know that. Like, he has like five sons and they're all named George. I mean, maybe if you have Alzheimer's or something. <laughs> 
George? Are you George? Yes, I am. Everybody George. Everybody George. <laughs> oh, sh sh dang. She was married three times. Was he her first? Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool girl. Well, you know, that's got to be traumatic your too. your life. I'm sure she's got some inner issues that she probably hasn't um, unwrapped. And mm -hmm. so. Exactly. That's, 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 that's tough to get over. I can only imagine. Oh, so in his will, he left her an outright sum of a hundred thousand doulas. And. And then a fund of three million was set aside for his unborn child. So she was pregnant on the ship. Well, bum, bum, bum. Accuracy. Good job, James Cameron. I would love to like my dream episode would be to interview James Cameron. So um yep. So do you know all the other little tidbits what down you your VHS? Did it have the fun little extras or they, did you get the DVDs with the fun little extras? Yeah, the DVD had um fun extras. Actually Darian was the one who bought me that. She bought me the She's a good sister. She's like um yeah, she's my soul sister. I love her so much. <laughs> I hope she listens. I love you, bitch. We love you, we miss you. Okay. I miss your face. I need to go see her. Anyways, that's totally irrelevant for it's this. It's fine. No, it's relevant because she bought you. She did. She did buy me. And then we. Lo I lost it for the longest time. And But yeah, it had all these extra. I'm going to edit that out. No, she didn't. She didn't lose shit. I, no, I, did lose, <laughs> I lost the DVD for a little bit. And then I found it and I got really excited. And then I watched the movie 30 times in a row. There you go. <laughs> it's fine. No, I'm obsessed so if you guys ever want to send me presents whenever we get a p.o box open or if we just use shauna's p.o box because then you can't central late our location <laughs> um you just send me titanic thingies Whoa! thanks okay so next one we're we're trucking right along let me make sure everything's working good here great um we need to do testing god i don't know um i use audacity now and i just kind of okay. have complete and total faith in it i was literally li using because of that have faith yeah, so, that's an excellent. And that's all we're gonna say. Spirit sponsor. <laughs> Spirit sponsor. Come and embody us. Um. Okay. Oh, excuse my burp mouth. Wait, George Michael isn't dead, is he? I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> all I know is I might be editing a lot of things out right now. George Michael, I gotta know. Singer songwriter. <laughs> I'm stressed. Oh, he died on Christmas, 2016. He said he was okay. okay. So, spirit sponsor, thanks. Spirit sponsor, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, can that, does that mean we can sing his things and we won't get copyright infringement? Uh, and I don't want to find out. Okay, multiple newspapers mistakenly reported that the crash caused no fatalities, <gasps> including the Daily Mail. The How Bel is that possible? Daily yes, Mail, Bel yes. Belfast Telegraph, and the World. The whole world. The whole world. <laughs> oh my god, they had social media back then. I know. Uh, yeah, so this is, okay, reports were conflicting. So this is the New York Times, which was, I think, this one's fact, factual. Okay, I was going to say factual and accurate together. Facturate. Accurate. Fucking accurate. <laughs> That's going to be a t-shirt. It's accurate. <laughs> Titanic, and there's my child. Or my child. That's your child. Yes, mine. Titanic sinks four hours after hitting iceberg, 866 rescued by Carpathia, um, probably 1250 Parish. Okay, see that? Ismay safe. <laughs> Mrs. Astor maybe, which is John Jacob Astor. She survived. Noted names missing. Um, uh, is it Joseph Ismay? He, uh, I think they talk about him later. Not, not the biggest fan of him because he's a coward and a piece of poop. He was... 
you should do it faster. No, shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> not my favorite. He is he is one of the people who like helped develop the stories and talked about she's an unsinkable ship. Oh, okay. Not a fan of him. Great mustache though. I'm not okay. gonna deny that. Okay, anyways, Nicole, Wait, calm down. Granted, if we had binoculars, it probably would have remained unsinkable. Isn't that crazy? Just that one little thing. There's more little tidbits. I'll talk about it in a second. Okay. In the race to publish a headline about the disaster, numerous uh, newspapers gave families and loved ones false hope about the sinking of the Titanic. The World, which this is a, a newspaper, um, reported no fatalities. The Daily Mail declared no lives lost. And the Belfast Telegraph claims no danger of loss of life. The, the how how like how can you be so confident in printing that? Yeah, I need cinnamon dust. I'm sorry. Sponsor us. <laughs> Not a ghost. Great. Serious sponsor. Serious sponsor. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, American newspapers were able to take advantage of the time difference. Their headlines were more accurate. The New York Times, for example, ran the headline. What I just read: Titanic sinks four hours after hitting iceberg. Eight sixty-six rescued by Carpathia. Carpathia. Shit. Carpathia sounds better. Oh, I don't remember. It's in the movie. Probably 1250 Parish. Ismay safe. Mrs. Astor maybe. Noted names missing. Okay. So, oh, this lady's crazy. Um, a woman survived the Titanic sinking later. Oh, okay. Survived the Titanic sinking. Later survived the sinking of another ship, the Britannic. Girl, you need to stay away from the Tannics. What? She's a nurse. Violet Jessup. Depending on how you look at it, stewardess and nurse Violet Jessup is the luckiest or unluckiest woman alive. She survived the sinking of both the Titanic and the Britannic. She was 25 when she survived the sinking of Titanic. She was instructed to get into a lifeboat while the ship was going down to show women that the boats were safe. Which, that's like historically correct in the movie because everybody was scared. They were like sobbing. They're like, oh my god, you know, they're being lowered into the water. Like, I'm like, those actors were phenomenal, even if they were just extras. Like, watching the one, oh my gosh, she starts crying and she kisses her husband and he's like, it's gonna be okay. And I'm like, it's probably not. <laughs> and then freaking crazy ass Rose, I don't wanna, you jump, I jump. And she jumps off the, under the boat and barely makes the window. So intense. <laughs> but anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, undeterred by the maritime tragedy, she began working on the Britannica, Jessup, dubbed the Titanic 2 by the media, until it came across a mine that had been planted by, planted by a German U-boat in 1916. Hey, Arlo, quiet. Please. The ship also sank, and Jessup escaped again, but this time with a serious head injury that would affect her her whole life. Aww. Sad. Next one. Ba -bum -bum -bum. It was rumored that a few men dressed up as women to get a spot on a lifeboat. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I totally get that. Which is, yeah. Never mind this mop hair. <laughs> For one couple, these rumors even caused divorce. Dickinson and Helen Fitch. <laughs> oh, that was crazy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh no! I'm leaving it. Dickinson and Helen Bishop were granted a divorce in 1916, four years after the Titanic went down. Helen claimed that her husband was cruel and a drunk, but their relationship was also plagued by rumors that Dickinson had dressed up as a woman in order to escape the ship. In his official testimony during the U.S. Senate inquiry geez, regarding the Titanic, he claimed that there had been no official order allowing only women and children to go on lifeboats. Bishop's not the only man to have been accused of disguising himself as a woman. J. 
J. Bruce Bruce Ismay, which is not my favorite character from the movie, William Carter and William T. Sloper were all dogged by the same rumors throughout their lives. Hey, children, quiet. No. Wow. And this is where I'm, I'm going to put our, my child in a jail cell. This is how we know Arlo's a marshal. Yep. <laughs> there it is. Right there. Goodness. All adopted. All adopted. <laughs> the nine-year-old's got it. <laughs> then I had to think, oh my god, is she nine? Yes, she is. She's nine. She's I nine. was asking God. what grade Xander was in yesterday at the store. And I'm all... It's fourth, fifth, right? Fourth? It's fifth. fourth. No, it's fifth. No, it's fifth. Shit. Yeah. But she had to tell me no, it's fifth. So I, I was you. Fourth grade. Is she in fourth grade? Yeah. Oh, is. Mm -hmm. I'm a mess. Me too, and I'm the mom. It's fine. And there's our little cute Piggly. You're welcome. I'm going to be doing a lot of editing tonight. Um, every single engineer aboard the Titanic perished. They all stayed behind to keep the ship's power running until the very end. These are some amazing people. Like, rest in paradise. Mm -hmm. You beautiful. Oh, there's all, all, all poor pictures. Arlo, quiet. If you're going to do that, go in my room or go in his room, please. The Memorial to the Titanic's Engineers in Southampton, England. Aww. It shows them, like, it's, like, two men. I'll post the picture on Instagram. I always do. But it's, um, it looks like they're, like, shoveling into, and then there's two, like, an angel holding halos up above their heads. See? It's super beautiful. Oh, wow. Isn't that amazing? Oh, wow. Gorgeous. Just gorgeous. You guys don't like it, too. I hope you guys enjoy this, because this is just a totally different take, and it's fun, and sometimes you need some lightheartedness after all the death that we talk about, yeah, even though there is still that. death. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just love that one so much. Okay. The Titanic's lights only went out when she finally went under. Oh, okay, so that's not historically correct for the movie. Due to the tireless efforts of the ship's engineers who stayed behind to keep the electricity and pumps running while the ship sank. They also kept the radio running. Uh-oh. I might get emotional. Which put out distress signals until minutes before the ship sank. Not one of the 25 engineers survived. Wow. What a bunch of fucking badasses who literally went down with their whole hearts. Mm -hmm. I'm fine. The Navratil, Navratil brothers were known as the Titanic orphans. They were the only two children... Okay, two children from the ship to be rescued without a parent or guardian. Oh, they're so sorry, baby. I'm gonna assume it's Michael and Edmund. They're so cute. They were and they're brothers. Um, they were two and four years old, respectively. Edmund was two. Michael was four when the ship went down. They were with their father, Michael Senior, who had kidnapped them. <gasps> Separated from their mother, he decided to take them to America in the hopes that his estranged wife would follow, that they could start a new life in the new world. Their father put them on a lifeboat and was never seen again. I mean, is that technically a bad thing? Is that ill? Is that evil? That's a lot of craziness beforehand, but I don't know what happened. They spoke no English and were taken in by a French-speaking survivor. Sur oh my god, okay. who am I? I'm having a low. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Margaret Hayes, until the authorities can locate their mother. She found them a month after the disaster, thanks to their faces being plastered all over newspapers all over the world. Yes, baby. <gasps> Ooh, look, mommy got one too. We're a hot mess. What, hold that, What is it? I have a bit. Is that what we're looking at? 
No, he's got like a whole yeah. on a whole scratch on his arm. Oh, do you want cinnamon bar? I'm like, oh, that would be like as a mom, your children you are cinnamon? kidnapped, and then find out. We're about to find out. Arlo, simmer down. This is my bag. Yeah, it's Aunt Shauna's <laughs> candy. Um, yummy. That's just crazy. Thank God they got back to their mommy. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. <gasps> the scene is so intense, and it's one of my favorites. And it's it's uh I don't usually get emotional when I watch it because I've watched it so many times. But as I've gotten older, I cried everything. Same. Uh, yeah. Same. Yeah. So we mean like kindred spirits, soul sisters. Um, so this is one of the most beloved quotes from the 1997 film, and it's based on a true story. In the movie, Benjamin Guggenheim refuses a life best and states, we are dressed in our best and are prepared to go down as gentlemen. While it seems almost too cinematic to be true, the real Benjamin Guggenheim was actually prepared to go down like a gentleman, according to multiple reports. A New York Times article published in an April 19... Uh, published in April 1912, reported that he had asked a steward to tell his wife in New York City, I've done my best in doing my duty. He went down with the ship. So, and then it gives you the clip to go look at him. But yeah, he's, but he, but he's like in a top hat. He's dressed really nice. And his, I'm assuming it's his butler. Cause obviously, I mean, he's Guggenheim. You gotta have money. Yeah, and he's a but yeah and he sat there and he like they you sit there and they're like he's like looking at him and they're looking at each other panicked but he stayed there and waited till yeah oh Shana's getting a little emotional i can't handle this guess what i want to watch now Titanic, hello. so oh there were 13 couples celebrating their honeymoon on the titanic that's not surprising yeah so and then it shows the picture of john jacob astor and madeline um not to sound super rude, but the, per the actress who portrayed her was gorgeous, and this picture's not very flattering. Okay. Um, no, you can't have a drink. <laughs> you want some more cinnamon bear? <coughs> I'm dying. Cinnamon makes me want to have a drink. Okay, so it just said that the, there was 13 couples celebrating their honey honeymoons on the ship. That's sad. It is. Um, a novella called Futility was published 14 years before the Titanic set sail seemed to have predicted the disaster. What? Yep, I've heard about this. Um, the crew of the Titanic waiting at Portsmouth Town. I'm going to take all the pictures off here. If there's more than 10, I'll have two posts. Um, or they'll all be on our Facebook page. It's fine. Futility. A novella written by American author Morgan Robertson was published in 1898, 14 years before the Titanic set sail. Set sail. I said that weird. It's centered around the sinking of a fictional ship called the Titan. Yeah, you don't want it. Okay, but you just <laughs> like all over this. You eat it. No. According to Time, there's an eerie number of similarities between the ship sinking in futility and the real life Titanic. First, the ship names are two letters off: Titan versus Titanic. They were also said to be almost um, the same size. Both sank in April due to an iceberg. Both wow. ships had described an unsinkable, and sadly, both had both ships had been described as unsinkable. And sadly, both had just over the legally required amount of lifeboats, which were nowhere near enough. The author was accused of being psychic, but he explained that the uncanny similarities were simply a product of his extensive knowledge. Saying, "I know what I'm writing about. That's all. That's wow. it. Wow, that's crazy. And a little bit psychic." Yeah, a lot of it's I think. <laughs> yeah. But I've 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 heard about that. I've read um about that before. 
Um, the SS Californian is known for having been near the Titanic when it sank, but not coming to its aid until it was too late. Three years after the Titanic, it sank too. Serves you right. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So this it shows the officers of the SS Californian in May of 1912. Multiple bad judgments calls led to the Californian not helping the Titanic. Ship's radio was allegedly shut off for the night when the Titanic hit the iceberg. And when the captain was awakened by the flares that Titanic, Titanic had been setting off. He assumed that they were just fireworks. By the time SOS messages finally came through, it was too late. How? Okay, I don't know the rules on ships, but I would assume you need to leave your radio on. Am yeah. Like, do you not have like shifts? Like people where they work in shifts? You know, like where you'd have like an overnight. Yeah. Well, nineteen twelve was a very different time. But yeah. But however, uh, the California wasn't long for this world either <laughs> I think on uh, in November of 1915 torpedoed by a German submarine during World War I oh. so, uh, yeah apparently because I know I don't know if that's I just, did it. you tooted oh no oh, what do you say when you toot you. Oh, excuse you <laughs> she told me excuse you I didn't even excuse toot me. I didn't poop. do you need a poop you did? Oh, you burped? Yeah. Oh, gosh, you tooted okay. in your burp. This kid is full of gas tonight. Who wants him? Hey. <laughs> Zabri's, Zabri's taking him. He's mostly potty trained. It's pretty great. Okay, so only one woman actually went down with the ship and, and survived. Rhoda Mary Abbott. I like the name Rhoda. So this is in, on California, right? Yes, it's California. No. Oh. No, this is. We're just moving on to the next well, one. About, but then there's not the only one because there's the lady. I'm so confused. Okay. No. Well, like, I know, like, that nurse, but the nurse was told to get in a lifeboat. Like, she was. Oh, okay, so this is the down. With the no, 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 I need that. Can I have it back, please? Hey. I'll give it back to you when we're all done. Well, apparently that takes. Well, that, that, <laughs> all right. I don't know if you can hear that. He loves the fart one, of course. He's a boy. Abbott was on the deck until the... Arlo, please stop. Turn it off. Not here. Go, Go play with it in the room. No! Excuse me? You need to stop with the nose and start listening. And that's gone. Okay. Abbott was on the deck until the very end with her two sons, and all three went into the water with the ship. Tragically, her, her two sons were washed away by the ocean, but Abbott was eventually pulled into a lifeboat that was rescued by the Carpathia. I always think about not dismissing that at all. That's right. fucking horrifying. Uh, all of it. But mm -hmm. um, when that sh when a ship finally, that last part of it, um, goes down under the water, isn't there like... Suction. Of, yeah. That well, remember, well, okay, in Titanic, mm -hmm. you know, Jack and Rose were like, we gotta hold on to each other, and then they end up getting pulled apart, yeah, yeah, yeah. and because the ship was pulling her, and then she's like, Jack, Jack! Jack, and she's screaming, and then there's just bodies and flood, like people yeah. splashing, trying to stay afloat. And then um, some guy comes up to her and like trying to hold on to her to keep himself alive. It's, it's Arlo, stop. Yeah, okay, recording, baby. Yeah, we're doing our podcast. Remember, you talk about it all the time. Okay, no more sounds, or else go in your room. Yes, please. Or or, or we take back that. Yeah. I can't stand him. It's <laughs> <laughs> the worst. <laughs> all right. Well, enjoy all the background noise. Um. Okay. Yeah. 
The movie ended up costing more to produce than it cost to build the Titanic, which was the largest and most luxurious ship at the time and even when adjusted for inflation. That's just an artist drawing. Um, the Titanic was estimated to cost around $7.5 million in 1912, which according to the U.S. Department of Labor's inflation calculator would be about $190 million, and the 1997 film budget was $200 million. Wow. Um, I don't know if I Oh, I do, but they're in, they're in my room. Look, Bree's leaving. Because she's mad at you. Is she going to hide from you? Because you won't listen. Because you won't give her the noisemaker back. Okay. And though it was the biggest ship in the world, it still took 73 years to find its wreckage. Wow. That has got to be very, very deep, though, yeah? And <laughs> That's what she yeah. said. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, the Titanic's bow was discovered in 1985, allegedly during a secret Cold War Navy mission. When the wreck was found, it finally confirmed reports that the ship had, in fact, broken in two. This was a long-disputed issue. We talked about that in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I just did those arm movements. Right. Um, there were at least 15 witnesses who swore on the record that they had seen the Titanic break into two pieces before completely sinking beneath the waves, but they were ignored. The official U.S. inquiry stated that the ship sank intact. False! You people that witnessed the whole thing know jack shit. You don't know nothing. Come on! Um, how the Titanic sank was disputed for 73 years until it was finally found on the ocean floor. <gasps> Broken into. Hey, Brie, I wouldn't go much further than that, otherwise you're going to make a hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, put those on, like, top of my microwave or something. Please. And the whole wreck could be gone by 2030. Wow. 2030. Yeah, that's, uh, 10 years from now. Isn't there a lot of uh, video of it? Oh, yeah. Um, Professor Robert Ballard, professor of oceanography at the University of Rhode Island, points to the footage, footage, um, footage of the wreck of the Titanic. <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks to the bacteria eating away at it. Which, I mean, that makes sense. It's sad. But, like, I, they've recovered a lot of things from it. And there's been a lot, sure a lot of, of, that, a lot of debate about not letting it rest in peace like it's like a lot of people were like very upset they're like those no that stuff was supposed to stay down there like yeah it's there's just there's just a lot wonder how much more of this we have <laughs> i want to know who got dude's wallet right with all that money you dry that shit out yeah you would think it would go oh, to his wife like a real evil person right now but like <laughs> give me all your money you're well, dead and then how the old the oldage of it oldage the whole it's fine. I don't know. I was going to say the historical value. Wouldn't that, isn't there something with that? I would think. I don't know. I don't know. But I want to. During one of the expeditions to view the wreckage, a bowler hat was discovered inside a passenger's closet right where he left it. Oh, it didn't move at all, huh? Uh-uh. James Cameron, the director, writer, producer, editor of Titanic, the film, wrote about his experiences touring ter ter yep. the ship's wreckage for National yeah. Geographic. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he shared that in Henry Harper's D-deck cabin, his bowler hat remains in the ruins of his closet right where he left it. And it's still there. It's still there. It hasn't been removed. It shouldn't be removed. It should stay there forever. R.I.P. I, I, I mean, Ooh. I hear what you're saying with that, but I also feel like that's just a big part of history. Wanted to wear hats or dolphins. Um, do you know how great it would be if one of them like? Yeah, it would be. Like, okay, okay. Okay, 
Yeah. Don't get it and sell it. No. Unless you're like maybe to a museum. Like yeah, put it into a museum. museum. Oh, there's one in yeah. Tennessee. I just shared about I this. I saw. One. And what's really ironic? Sorry. Babylon on the babbles. That's one of the places Vince and I have kind of been looking into. Yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah. So it was just kind of interesting that we had already been searching things. And then you make that post. I'm like, hmm. it's a sign. It's a sign. There's one in Branson, too. I've heard I need to go I need to see as well. I just want anything Titanic-related. I want to do it. I just want music, fun museum stuff. I, I yes. like that kind of natural history or yes. whatever. I love 100%. that. Like, I yep. think I would have liked history more if, like... I could I hands on almost and I yeah and like, that's why I think it's so important like we live in a pretty historical town I feel like people and yet it's like lame boo oh you don't have it dead the devil the devil child took it all right yes. moon on one of the ships cooks Charles Jogan. Jofkin, J-O-U-G-H-I-N, was able to survive much longer in the cold water than others because of the copious amounts of whiskey he drank. Because he was drinking, huh? Hey, That's my dude. Wow. Well, at the, you know, I guess being an alcoholic at that time could have saved your life. I want to say Jogan? Jogan? Jogan is briefly but memorably portrayed in Titanic as chugging a flask of alcohol before entering the water. Okay, if you know what this scene is, it's when they are standing on the railing and Rose is like, this is where we first met. Oh, emotions, crying, love, sweet stuff. And then this guy gets beside her and he's dressed all in white, which is what's portrayed right here. It's actually, Jogan was also portrayed in Comedy Central's Drunk History. We talked about that quite a bit. Um, but you see him take a hit of his drink of his hit, take a hit of his flask. I'm out of here. Bye. Um, this is based on reality. According to reports, he grabbed two bottles of whiskey as the ship went down. Uh, Jogan, Jogan, Jogan. It's weird because it's J O U. Shogun, whatever, reported that he survived in the frigid northern Atlantic for at least two hours. Most people died from hypothermia, yep, hypothermia within 15 minutes. Alcohol, the one time in someone's life, it saved his, it saved his life. crazy. But don't go jumping into the ocean and trying to survive. Okay? Let's not, let's not touch that theory. Cinnamon shots, snaps shots. Jogan, Jogan. <laughs> My dude had a, had had a busy night. The last dinner served on the Titanic to first class passengers was a whopping ten courses. Yep. According to NPR, the menu included oysters, filet mignon, poached salmon, chicken Leonese, foie gras. Yep. Roasted pigeon, lamb with mint pigeon? sauce. Pigeon isn't mm -hmm. that fancy, but it's roasted. Lamb with mint sauce and punch <laughs> romaine. A palate cleansing ice flavored with oranges and drenched in champagne. And that's just for the first class. The ship's cooks had to prepare, wait, prepare food for second and third class passengers plus the crew too. Third class probably got like fucking beans. They had to go catch those mice or the they rats. The they got the leftover pigeon feet. Beaks. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I think they actually ate fairly well. Um, while many people believe the Titanic was unthinkable, not everyone did. Oh, a passenger, Charles Melville Hayes, predicted an appalling disaster. He perished in the water. Why did he go? Um, he was the president of the Grand Trunk and Grand Trunk Pacific Railway 
okay, railway companies, which would later become the Canadian National Railway and was thus first, well, wait, no, and thus well-versed, okay, in the technological advancements in transportation. According to survivor Colonel Archibald Gracie, it's so fancy. Oh, I love it's... Archibald. I love it. I don't know why. I feel like I want to name a cat that. I was going to say you should get cat names at And I want Kittler. But anyways. Um, <laughs> I'm still obsessed with this one cat. That is a Halo stash. He's so cute. Um, Hayes pondered if continuing to build bigger and faster ships was wise. According to Gracie, Hayes said the White Star, the Cunard, and Hamburg American Lines are devoting their attention and ingenuity ingenuity in vying with one another to attain the supremacy in luxurious ships and in making speed records. The time will come soon when this will be checked by some appalling disaster. Um, that's like the scene when the captain's like, we've just uh, launched the last four boilers. Um, we're making excellent time. Yeah. He went down with the ship. I'm going down, baby. An appalling disaster it was. Over 1,500 people died, though only four of those were women from the first class. Okay, but how many? Well, undoubtedly tragic compared to that to the 89 third class women who died or the 387 men. Yeah, I was going to be like, oh, she's like, first class. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. This would be me. This Maybe this was actually me. But this lady, one of the one of these four women was Anne Elizabeth Isham, who perished because she refused to leave her dog behind. Yep. Do you want to see him? Yes. Her dog is a Great Dane on the far right. I. Oh, here we go. All right. Yeah, okay, I want to be able to. Welcome to it. <laughs> Isham reportedly jumped out of a lifeboat once she realized that she couldn't take her Great Dane with her been speculated that a woman found in the water with her arms wrapped around her large dog was Isham, and though it's impossible to know for sure, look at the puppies. What are they doing? They're just hanging out. Are they? Yeah. Why? Because it's a part of history, unfortunately. What are they doing? They're just, they're just sitting on the yeah, boat. With her arms Get on her up. Is that a pit bull? Uh, no, it's a bulldog, I think. Bulldog, yeah. Oh, bulldog. Okay. Uh, maybe a terrier of some sort, and then a, that's a big old great game. Yeah, I was going to say. Over the 1,500 who perished, only 300 were recovered. One of the bodies un recovered was called the unknown child and was, wasn't identified until almost 100 years later. And this is um, the gravestone that they did. Um, coins, toys, and flowers decorate the tombstone of the boy who died during the sinking of the RMS Titanic, erected to the memory of an unknown child whose remains were recovered after the disaster to the Titanic, April 15, 1912. A child's body was recovered from the water five days after the Titanic went down. Rescuers were so moved by that little boy that they buried him in a grave in Nova Scotia, memorializing the thousand or so children that passed away. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> the body was misidentified three times before he was finally identified as Sidney Goodwin when his shoes were donated to a mu museum and DNA was tested. Goodwin's tomb, marked with a headstone that says unknown child, has remained untouched. His family stated the tombstone of the unknown child represents all of the children who perished on the Titanic, and we left it that way. That's so beautiful. I can't say words because I'm going to... She's gonna sob. I've got, I've got the wobbly voice. She's got the sobby voice. And it was because I had to, uh, first the dog and now yeah, the now dog child. Fucking ruined me. 
and just, uh, we're going to pile on top of it. I can't look at her because then I'll start crying too. Um, the last remaining survivor passed away in 2009. She was just two months, okay, two months old. I wasn't sure earlier when the ship sank. She is, oh my God, her name is Melvina Dean. She's adorable. Look at her with her fancy glasses. And she's, and there's the, the movie poster. Um, Melvina Dean was just two months old when she was wrapped in a sack and lowered into a lifeboat. She was the last living survivor of the Titanic and passed away. Somebody who wasn't her mommy, obviously. Mm-hmm. Enough that she'd really remember her mommy. Okay, yeah, which is even awfuler. Um, she passed away in 2009. Awfuler. That's not word. It's okay. I like it. It is awfuler. Awfuler. 96. Seven years old. Yeah. Yes. Um, one of the most famous survivors. She should have been the one that held the heart of the ocean. Sorry. Yeah. She should have been, they should have put that in her. <laughs> she should have been the older route. <laughs> I know, exactly. Um, one of the most favorite survivors was the unsinkable Molly Brown. And she later ran for U.S. Senate. Oh my God. Kathy Bates plays her. Oh, I love I. She was perfect. She's what they would call. New money. I love when they're describing that when Rose is telling the story. Okay. I know you're excited because your Bree is here and we have dogs barking. This is going to be a fun podcast to listen to, you guys. You're welcome. Enjoy. After the sinking of the Titanic, Brown became a full fledged activist, which just. She was a vocal supporter of the suffrage movement, worked with the Red Cross during World War One, and even ran for Senate, even though she didn't win. I love her. She was just. On it, I mean, we—I'm sure that could be a whole episode on its own too. Molly Brown was freaking rad. Okay. She was crazy and hilarious. I loved. She's one of my favorites. She could be a rabbit hole. Yeah. Or a bonus episode yeah, rabbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are all of the things? Um, of the, funny. <laughs> so, one of the damn uh-huh. I can't even say I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Of the approximately 700 survivors, only one was Japanese. When he returned home, he was ridiculed and ostracized for not going down with the ship. Ew! Right? What? Oh boy. Okay, Masabumi Hasono was originally called the lucky Japanese boy by American media, but he was soon labeled a coward for getting on a lifeboat, which many considered primarily for women and children. He was not a child? Insane boy? Yeah. I don't know how he was. Um, He was called dishonorable in his home country and was accused of dressing up as a woman in order to gain access to a boat. There's no proof of this. Okay. There was just a lot of speculation, so I don't know how much of it was true if they actually well, did that or not. Yeah, I know. Right. He had to have been young. Right. After Titanic was released in 1997, Hosona's family published a letter he had written to his wife describing the sinking of the ship, explaining he had Writing been... Writing to his wife? Wait a minute. Yep. He's not that young. Okay. Explaining he had been ready to die until a crew member called out for two more people and he hopped in with another man. Well, I mean... I don't. I understand the women and children now, if thing. You push and this woman away, like yeah. hard mania guy on that. Yeah, it's me. Yeah, like that guy did. I don't think he pushed people on it. Wait, he just did he like pretend like he had a baby at one point. Here's mine. Oh no, that's Cal. Yeah, that was Cal's yeah. Cal's he's just like I have a child. I have a child, and then he passes her off to someone else. And then he's I'm like, and I'm a woman. Oh, wait, I hate yeah. saying that. He would have been on one Cal. of those that dressed up like a woman, but he says on the section, no, he doesn't in the movie, but it would have been great. Yep. So, a lifeboat drill that was supposed to take place the day of the sinking was canceled by the ship's captain. Sorry, Veronica. 
According to a survivor's testimony, it was completely out of the ordinary for a Sunday to pass without a lifeboat drill. April 14, 1912 was the last day the Titanic would ever see and the day of the sinking. Technically, the Titanic sank on April 15th at 2 a.m. It's unclear why the drill never happened. He just was like, nope, we're not doing it today. Because they didn't have enough lifeboats. Yep. I guarantee he's like, this is pointless. Well, we're not going to sink, but we also Rest don't easy, have, young bros. We don't have enough uh, fucking boats for people anyway, so we don't want to panic them in case something were to happen. <laughs> and look where we ended up. Boom. Well, it's impossible to know for sure. A sh uh, okay. A okay, ship. Too. A ship or sure, sure. Can you tell me another dog story? A ship <laughs> spotted an iceberg with a streak of red paint going along its side soon after the crash. This is believed to be the iceberg that sank the ship. Well, how else would the paint get there? Come right? On. Or a red streak? Um, this photo was taken on April 15, 1912, the morning after the Titanic crashed and sank from a ship called the SS Prince Ald Adalbert. Adalbert. Prince Adalbert. Adalberto. Adalbert. <laughs> the photographer hadn't even heard about the Titanic sinking yet. He just noticed that it appeared to show signs of collision, including a streak of red paint. Ooh, that just kind of, that, that hurt my chest a little. That was a little unsettling. It's it's just it's not a color picture. It's just an iceberg. Painty paints. Wherefore, I was going to say something really dark. You realize the Titanic had sank and wasn't sure about those bodies floating everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what you guys are here for. <laughs> I love it. Oh man, see here's the Game of Thrones. The, hang the hangar. Wildlings. Okay. Wildling <laughs> Wonder Art used to build. Okay, the hangar used to build the Titanic is now a filming location. HBO's hit show Game of Thrones shot there. Hey. It's called Titanic Studios. Part of the Titanic Studios incorporates Paint Hall, where construction of the Titanic took place. <laughs> Not took place. Looked place. Yeah. I'm out of here. Bye. <laughs> it was first used in 2007 for the filming of City of Ember and has been part of multiple TV shows and movies since then, including Game of Thrones. Oh, I'd want to do like a seance kind of thing. They'd be like, hello. Hey, you, when are you, when are you, like, I would kind of. Yep. I would yeah, yeah, yeah. summon the occult. I would probably find a demon. Pizzozo, are you I out wanna, there? I don't want to find a demon. I just would. John Jacob Astor. Where's your hidden money? Okay, thanks. Okay, thanks. Okay, thanks. Okay, thanks there was a man. What? <laughs> That's another ghost sponsor. <laughs> Thank you. George Michael and John Jacob Astor the fourth. Spirit sponsor. Spirit sponsor. <gasps> oh my god, we need a spirit sponsor t shirt. Okay, anyways. Okay. The ship's profile. <laughs> picture of the guy with the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just as a woman. <laughs> I love it. And then George Michael back. Carmen. <laughs> We're gonna be reaching out to you, girl. Um the ship's profile, which features four smoke smoke <laughs> Yep. yep. Four smokestacks makes it one of the most recognizable ships in history. Arlo, please be quiet. But the fourth smokestack thank you, you. served no purpose other than aesthetics. It's just there to look pretty. Like those people have chimneys in no yeah. places. Awesome. The Titanic had four funnels. I'm going to say that because I can say it. But only three actually carried smoke from the furnaces. The fourth was said to be for ventilation and aesthetic purposes only. Why? Just living its best life to make it look pretty. Um, a few, a lucky few bought tickets for the ship, but never boarded the ship, such as Milton Hershey. <gasps> Thank Christ! Sorry. <laughs> J.P. Morgan. Okay. And Googly... Googly eyes. 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 
Guglielmo. Guglielmo. I love it. Marconi. Marconi. His last name is Marconi. I wonder if he's like the Marconi's. That's the sandwich shops in Washington. But I want that first name. That needs to be marketed. G U G L I E L M O. Guglielmo. 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 I don't like it. Marconi. I do. Milton Hershey founded Hershey's. You don't say. Um, days after the ship went down, newspapers began compiling lists of people who bought tickets. I'm leaving. Bought tickets. But never boarded the ship. And they called it the Just Mystic Club. What a club to be a part of. Um, yeah, and then it talks about Milton Hershey, who decided to take an earlier trip home with his wife, J. Pierpont Morgan, founder of General Electric in U.S. Steel, J. Morgan, and who ended up staying at a French spa in Guglielmo. <laughs> he was an inventor who caught it, also caught an earlier chip. I wonder if this was a cheaper chip, too. <laughs> right? Um, the ship was carrying 15,000 bottles of beer on the wall. <laughs> beat me to the punch, guys. You heard One, it, though. You 1, heard 1,000 bottles of wine, 850 <laughs> bottles of liquor, and 8,000 cigars. <laughs> <laughs> um okay oh they had a cafe on the boat called cafe parisian oh i bet you that was some good coffee even though you're not a coffee drinker i bet you that was i do delicious. i've been drinking a lot of blended coffee lately in addition to all the alcohol and tobacco there were 75,000 pounds of fresh meat 7,500 pounds of bacon Wow. 36,000 oranges, 1,000 loaves of bread, and 40,000 fresh eggs on board. Okay. That's a lot of food. But, I mean, you think about... That many people. That many people. How many days they were supposed to be at sea? Like How many more days? Okay, so how long were they... I think they left on the 12th. I think they were on on the sea for two days. Because, yeah, so the 13th and then the 14th, and it went down the four the night of the 14th into the 15th. And how long was the voyage supposed to be? A three-hour trip. Oh, I love Gorgon's Island. I don't know 100%. Well, every time you keep saying SS, I want to go, SS Minnow. SS Minnow. I saw where that was filmed when I was in Um James Cameron's Titanic isn't the only movie about the ship. A Nazi propaganda film was shot depicting the events from a German perspective. The Nazi retelling of the ship sinking attempted to blame the British for the sinking of the Titanic by pushing the ship to continue at full speed despite warnings of a fictional... Was it a Jewish iceberg? What's happening here? <laughs> German first officer who ostensibly was the only person aboard who cared about human life. It was a fictional German officer. Okay. okay. Who cared about human life? Okay. okay, I'm sorry. I do have German to you, and you've got like, if, if we're talking Nazis, let's be, uh, let's be real here. Oh, 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 oh. oh my gosh. All the giggles. 14. 15. My, my niece is teaching my son how to count. Sweet. We counted cows earlier. It was great. Um, the beside. Okay, hold on. Behind the scenes scandal of this movie is almost unbelievable. Arlo. Hey, hey, we're almost done. Almost done, baby, okay? You just counted a 14. Good, Good job. job. Yeah. Woohoo! Okay, go clean your room. Behind the scenes scandal of this movie is almost unbelievable. Before being murdered in prison for speaking against the Nazi regime, the director demanded a full-size ocean liner that he could film on, and the Nazis provided the SS Cap Arcona 
their version of a luxury ocean liner. Tragically, the Cap Arcona ended up being used as a floating concentration camp and was sank. Really? Resulting in 2,750 casualties. I'm sorry about the iceberg juice joke. I didn't know that. And you want to know what's awful? That's the end of the article. All of that. All of that was awful. All of that was awful. Yeah. Yuck, so. Yucks, but wow, this um this ended up being a lot longer than I expected to. Yeah, that hurt me so. It's all right. It's okay, I know. I don't have a rabbit hole. So, so yeah. <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoyed this little different. Um, it was more of a bubbling babble. <laughs> sinking, bubble. sinking babble. There so. goes all our followers. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> as always, um, check out our. Intro music, fantasy and world music by the Fikers. Yes. I may use the the little bonus battle intro song because I really like that one. Do it. This. It's fantastic. They're both by the same guys. I'm like, I'm going to just use all their music. They're fantastic. We're using you all. And if you Pretty want things. to follow us on Twitter, it is at Bloody Babbles. Facebook page and Instagram is Bloody Babbles Podcast. Mm-hmm. Send us a Gmail at Bloody Babbles Podcast at gmail.com. If you're feeling so inclined, Donate to, through Anchor. Hold on, baby. What? Yeah, Arlo, can oh, you, you guys... say donate? Can you say donate? <laughs> Good try. <laughs> donate so all my son can eat yeah, eggs. I would love to eggs. Love them. Um, yeah, donate to our Patreon. Okay. We're almost done. Bloody Patreon.com slash Babbles Podcast. <laughs> oh, you did drop my purse. That's okay. We. No, it's mine. Please don't. Whoa. Thank you. What are you doing? We're dropping fans. Hey, oh. spill knowledge. Dropping fans. Can I have my hoodie? <laughs> no, mommy. Oh, I have a green one too. That's yeah, why. Yeah, but hers has to say back boy. Back boy? Oh my god. <gasps> Goodness gracious. Okay, until next time, my little Babylonians. Babylon. Babylon. Woo! Bye. 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 What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Zach. It's Josh. Zach, do you enjoy video games, drinking, and attempting to solve the world's problems through ridiculous schemes? Uh, yeah. Do you think others would enjoy that? I mean, I really hope so. So do I. So I think you all should come spend some time with us, the Midwest Meltdown. This show was created by these two fine gentlemen here, myself and Zach, when we spent the last 14 years telling each other funny stories, talking about video games, and literally anything else that comes to mind. We wanted to turn our passion for gaming into something that we could share with everyone. So again, follow us, The Midwest Meltdown, anywhere you can find your podcasts. That's Spotify, Apple Music, Podbean, Google Pods. Check us out. We'd be happy to have you.